we're analyzing Boston Properties stock ticker BXP to see if its market price is a fair value. We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating an intrinsic value for Boston Properties. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Boston Properties for your portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Boston Properties stock performance. Boston Properties trades for $52.65 per share. In the last year, this business has been hit hard. Their stock price is down 57%. In the last five years, their stock price is down nearly 56%. In the last 10 years, their stock price is down 52.5%. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, Boston Properties stock price is down 12%. Over 18 years, they're declining at a rate of under 1% annually. The company is a real estate investment trust. Currently, they pay a huge dividend yield of 7.4%. Their average dividend yield throughout this time is in addition to these compounded annual returns. Boston Properties trades $6 above their 52-week low. The company has been cut by more than half from their 52-week high. Around 4% of their shares are sold short. Boston Properties has an $8.3 billion market cap. But why should we be paying close attention to Boston Properties? Boston Properties owns over 190 properties consisting of 51 million rentable square feet of space. The portfolio is dominated by office buildings and is spread across major cities such as New York, Boston, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, and the Washington, D.C. area. The Real Estate Investment Trust also owns limited retail, hotel, and residential properties. Introducing metric number one, we want their average return on equity in the last five years to be above 12%. The average REIT earns about a 6% return on equity. By looking for a benchmark that's double this, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the quality of the business. Boston Properties has increased their return on equity throughout this time. They earned about a 12.5% return on equity in their most recent fiscal year. Averaged out over this time, Boston Properties earns about a 10% return on equity. This is just a couple of percentage points below the benchmark we're looking for, but it's solidly above average. Regardless, this is an X on metric number one. Metric number two, we're looking at their growth. We want to see growth in their revenues and their cash from operations in their last five years. Both of these have to be up for this to be a check. During this time, Boston Properties has grown their revenues by 14% and their cash from operations have grown by about 11%. This is modest growth here and this is our first check on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding in the last five years. REITs tend to be externally funded, meaning they either issue shares or they take on more debt to fuel their growth. It can be an out of the ordinary but good sign for long-term shareholders if a REIT is buying back their shares, which is why we're looking for it here in metric number three. Boston Properties throughout this time has only diluted existing shareholders by one and a half percent. That's very marginal dilution at best. Its dilution is much lower than many other REITs. However, they've still issued new shares and this is an X on metric number three. Metric number four, we're putting our previous metrics together by looking for cash flow per share growth in the last five years for Boston Properties. Even with their shareholder dilution, Boston Properties has grown their cash flows at a rate that outpaces this. Their cash flows per share are growing in the last five years. This is a check on metric number four. So far in our first four metrics, recapping where we stand currently, we're split evenly. We have two checks and two X's for Boston Properties. But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing high returns on equity and having strong growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets truly wonderful rates apart, which is having these characteristics while using a modest amount of debt. 
We don't want to invest in overly levered businesses. During economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are likely at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. We want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of cash from operations Boston Properties has produced in the last five years. Boston Properties has increased their net debt position over this time. Currently, they have $14 billion in net debt. While they have increased their cash from operations as well, during this time, Boston Properties has only produced $5.9 billion in cash from operations. This is is less than half of their current net debt position, meaning this is an X on metric number five. This may or may not be a potential concern here. It honestly depends. Different types of REITs are able to take on different leverage loads based off their underlying assets. Recall Boston properties primarily invest in office buildings, which is a sector that has seen some distress recently and could potentially see some in the future as well. To figure out if this may be a problem for the business, you'd want to dig into their filings and understand how this debt is structured in more detail. Before we get to metric number six, it's time for our bonus. Currently, Boston Properties pays a huge 7.4% dividend yield. This is massively above the dividends from many other businesses. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to see if their dividends are supported. Boston Properties has supported their dividends in all of the last five years. They've maintained a healthy dividend payout ratio compared to their cash flows, and they've increased both their dividends and their cash flows over this time. While this is a snapshot of their last five years of performance. It's no guarantee for their future. It does look like Boston Properties' dividend has been healthy and has been in pretty good shape over this time. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average cash from operations to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this may provide a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury, and it may offer a reasonable starting point for a fair value of Boston properties. We learned in our previous metric, Boston properties produced $5.9 billion in cash from operations in their last five years, meaning in an average year, the company produces just under $1.2 billion in cash from operations. Right now, Boston properties has a $24.5 billion total enterprise value. This takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. It gives us a perspective of Boston properties that's more similar to as if they were a private company. When we divide their average cash from operations by their total enterprise value, that gives us about a 4.5% average cash from operations to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Boston properties has produced about $1.3 billion in cash from operations in their most recent fiscal year. When that's divided by their $24.5 billion enterprise value, that gives us a 5.2% current cash from operations to enterprise value yield. These are split here coming in on either side of that 5% risk premium. Because their averages are below that, this is an X on metric number six. You don't want to throw this business out in its entirety. This is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. It's not financial advice. You'll want to stick around as we estimate a more concrete, fair, intrinsic value for Boston properties before we give a final rating to the business. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Boston properties, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to an estimate of their fair intrinsic value. A DCF model is based off the predictability of a company's cash flows. It's like any model in any discipline, its outputs will be sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of their cash flows, then using historical growth assumptions to project these into the future. It's up to you to do your own homework to see if these are accurate and applicable going forward for Boston properties. If we assume they grow their average cash flows at a rate of 4.7% for the next 10 years. Then these stay flat for the 10 years from there, adding in the company's tangible book value, which gives us an estimate of their tangible net worth. If we were seeking a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments, in addition to his margin of safety requirements, it looks like at today's valuations of Boston properties that a potential fair intrinsic value is around $101 per share. 
That's nearly double their current stock price. It's significantly above where the business is trading at. There are very key factors to be mindful of here. Boston Properties has had a high degree of business predictability in their past. That's no guarantee for the future of the company. Also, Boston Properties did not look nearly that attractive based off their average and their current cash from operations to enterprise value yield, meaning their debt loads could play a significant factor here. You'd want to be very mindful of those. Also, their dividend yield would be included in this discount rate. We would not be doubly counting their dividend. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial or investment advisor. In just a minute, we'll give our rating to Boston Properties, but we have to address something first. What are the qualitative aspects of this business? Starting with the key qualitative points supporting a potential long thesis. Number one, Boston Properties has had access to low-cost capital, and its development expertise allowed it to pursue lucrative large-scale development projects that could generate value for shareholders. Number two, the company's high-quality office buildings with good amenities could benefit from the flight-to-quality trend. Number three, Boston Properties owns premier properties in supply-constrained cities that have favorable regional dynamics and strong growth prospects. Additionally, the life science portfolio of the company could benefit from the strong demand in the burgeoning sector. Then for the qualitative aspects supporting a potential short thesis, number one, Boston Properties has a significant development pipeline while vacancy rates for office buildings are at historic highs, making it vulnerable to an impending office recovery. Number two, Technology-enabled hybrid remote work and workplace management solutions have the potential to materially reduce per capita office space utilization, leading to lower demand for office space. Number three, employees are still hesitant to return to the office as physical building occupancy rates remain at approximately 50% of the pre-pandemic levels. There you have it for a balanced perspective of the qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time to give Boston Properties our rating. In analyzing Boston Properties, stock ticker BXP, we learned the business earns above average average returns on equity of about 10% annually. They've grown their revenues and their cash from operations in the last five years, while just slightly diluting existing shareholders, meaning they've grown on a per share basis. The company looks to be using a lot of debt relative to their cash from operations. On both an average and a current basis of their cash from operations to enterprise value yield, those were split on either side of that 5% risk premium we'd be seeking. The company has also supported a growing dividend over this time. They've maintained a modest dividend payout ratio in the last five years. Right now, they pay a huge huge 7.4% dividend yield. Performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Boston Properties, if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions from today's valuations of Boston Properties, if you were seeking a 15% rate of return, it looks like an estimate of their fair intrinsic value is around $101 per share. That's significantly above today's current stock price. The business last traded there in June of 2022. Their stock price would nearly have to double to get back to that valuation. You'll want to be mindful of the factors we considered. You'll want to consider what real estate businesses with high leverage will look like in an environment where rates are uncertain. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial and investment advisor. Putting all the factors of our analysis together for Boston Properties, it looks like the company is a strong candidate for further research. The potentially skewed upside from their current stock price makes this business an interesting one to dig into and do more research on. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos. Let me know in the comments down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Boston Properties with me. Have a great day.